Zoom going and we can hit it up. All the cool kids are doing it. They are. Welcome back. We are here. The cool kids are definitely doing it. We're back here on Bucks and Brews. Um, we're going with our sponsor, Alebird, once again, because we had some of this left. This was the PB, P, no, P, C, CP, BP. CPBP. Say that 10 times fast. Can't say it one time fast. No, no, no kidding. <laughs> so hopefully we'll, you know, have some people listening live on Podbean tonight. It's up so we can talk to you. Um, you know, you can call in on Podbean if, if you're out there. Obviously, you know, nobody's hopped on yet. So I'm just kind of, you know, telling nobody, I guess. But so we're telling all of our fans on YouTube. All right. So I haven't uploaded to YouTube in a while. I really need to get on that. Yeah. It's because I have no time in my life. Oh, I need a hat. Yep. So you might want to do that. Because I'm bald without it. We're hatless people. Um, so we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about? Ways to pay yourself, yourself first. Yeah. So, and why it's important. It, well, I, I think this is great, too, because it kind of works into the business aspect. So, like, owning a business, mm-hmm. um, you know, people told Dawn, if you're not paying yourself, what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. And, of course, our answer was, we don't want to take all this money. And then, you know, we turn around and the business goes out of business because we took money out of it. Mm-hmm. So she was talking to somebody that, you know, she knows that has another business and they're basically in the same boat. They're not paying themselves because they don't feel like they can. And they're doing all this work and really not seeing any success out of that yet. So, you know, I mean, I don't know in a business side if there's a right or wrong way. Cause like, I mean, my business for the longest time until I pretty much lost my job, like I sure theoretically I paid myself because I'd like reinvested, I guess, but like, I didn't live off of it. I didn't do any of that. And so you are, I mean, you're working for free, but you know, supposedly you're doing it because you enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I still don't learn. I still don't have that down. I still don't learn that. Right. Um, but you know, like at my day job, really like, like once I listen to a couple other people, like talking about pay, pay yourself first, like why, right. And like we did the episode on the why, like, why yeah. are we doing this? Um, that was really big. But, um, you know, so I started my 401k, right, which is instantly, like, it comes out, like, paying myself before I even yep. get my paycheck, right? Like, making sure I have those things set. Because why? Because I deserve that. And I know that it doesn't have to be, hey, pay yourself and go get instant gratification and go buy things every day. No, it's, it's make sure you invest in yourself. Make sure you're, you're giving yourself what you're worth. I mean, businesses, you can't give yourself what you're worth because you're worth billions, right? I mean, we, you know, we, we, we are tires we are always tired and always working and your mind constantly thinks and you, you know, that's all you do when you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's hard when you own a business too, because you know, I, I guess your business is a little different obviously because you know, you're the business people you're supporting are you, your wife and your daughter. Yep. Okay. Whereas, you know, when Don and I are looking at it here, you know, we have three part-time, well, actually we have five part-time staff members and you know, for a couple of them, it's their main source of income. Yep. And, you know, we want to be able to pay them more than what we're paying currently. And, and we'll get there. You know, I, I would assume a year from now, we're, you know, knocking on the where we want to be. But, you know, like everything, it takes time. You have to grow it. Yep. Well, you know, and it's, you know, when you're when you're paying other people more than you're making, 
you know, they never see that, right? They nobody will ever see how you know. I mean, how much you're working compared to what you're actually making. I mean, well, like, everybody makes more an hour here than Don and I. Yeah. Like I make nothing per hour here. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Don takes a salary, so you can say that yeah, I am making money because she's getting paid, but myself, I'm not sure. making anything monetarily out of it. So I mean, like, we had a really busy Saturday this week. We had 29 appointments. Yep. So I mean, we were jam packed. And uh, hang on, I gotta say hi to one of our buddies out here. Gumball heads on, which is Eric, as we know. Hopefully. Yeah, same. We have to get on with him. On yeah, I'm hoping time. Sunday we can talk to you, just so you know, Eric. Um, trying to set that up. Nick, Nick, and I are trying to figure that out. Yeah, we have to get our life together. We're horrible. We are. <laughs> and we're just both of us just so busy right now. But like you know. We were here Saturday, and and I I said to Don at one point, I'm like, so do we have enough people tomorrow that, or do I need to work? Because I'll work if I need to. And she's like, well, Ashley and I are here, but you know, it'll kind of depend on how things fall. And Emily was here at the time, and she goes, I can work. Yep. And Don goes, well, I didn't want to put you on Sundays. She had it for ship. She's like, no, that's fine. I can come in tomorrow. It's not a big deal. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I know that costs me money for her to come in, but at the same time. I'd rather pay for her to come in so that, you know, I can have a little bit of time off because I, I am working, you know, a full-time job. I'm, I'm here at the break from therapy a lot. I, I go coach. Yep. I'm doing school. So, I mean, I have all these, these things in, in the fire. Yep. Well, and, you know, and, you know, I, I look at your wife's salary, like, you know, because I mean, you guys have a combined income at home, yep. right? So you are paying yourself just through one employee mm-hmm. instead of two, um, you know, and, and business-wise, it makes sense because otherwise then you don't show an income, it's harder to get loans, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I think where, where you know, in my business, I don't have direct employees, let's say, but, you know, I have to give my contractors, right? And I have to keep them busy. Otherwise, you know, they move on. Otherwise, yeah. you know, and so... I, I don't look at my final total until it's ridiculously passed, right? Um, you know, make sure every, I've always been the person that makes sure everybody else gets paid first, make sure everybody else is squared away and, and taken care of. And then I, and then I go and pay myself. But yep. I did that because again, I was paying myself first in my job that I was going to from 3am to one. Right. Um, you know, here, we don't pay ourselves anything. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I guess we do because we buy our own beer, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's technically paying ourselves first. Yeah. Um, so we have Lightbright on here on, on Podbean, and she's asking where we're from. So Nick and I both live in West Michigan. Yeah. Um, Nick is from Jenison. Uh, I live in Byron Center. Yep. Uh, Nick has lived in this area his entire life. <laughs> uh, I was born in Chicago, lived in L.A. for a year. Uh, grew up in Plainwell, Michigan, which is just north of Kalamazoo. Ooh, we just stopped there the other day for ice cream. Ice cream. Yep, the best right. ice cream in the state at Plainwell. Um, I lived in Rockford, Illinois for three years, then I moved back to this area. So, you know, I, I made it around a little bit. Um, so, yeah, and definitely anybody, you know, on, on with us on Podbean, if you have questions, please just, you know, jump in. As we said, we're talking about how to pay yourself first. So, you know, when, when you look at it from a business aspect. So, like, right, you know, the question that was just asked real quick was, what do you mean pay yourself? Um, like, do something nice for yourself. 
No, do something. So when we say pay yourself, it's right. Um, we were talking about like 401k, invest in yourself, invest into making sure that that future is there, right? So take instant money and have it go away. So we talk about it in a couple episodes where, hey, take, you know, take $50 out of your account and put it into it instantly into savings. Don't don't have that opportunity to spend it, right? Pay yourself, make sure that this is paid. You know, other people do it, like you were talking about it, you, you have it set up to where um, a certain amount guarantees to go towards your house, right? Mm-hmm. You've paid that, like, and then you're over and then you're overpaying, right? So you're paying yourself because you're making a better future, right? That's the biggest key. Well, and you know, when we're looking at it, so we're talking about paying yourself first. Have a goal. Yep. So when you're looking at that goal, say, okay, you know, I, I know with me, like the extra stuff I do for money, whether it's, you know, taking surveys or doing coin out or, you know, whatever, I take that extra money and I put it into something, you know, whether it's my Betterment IRAs or I throw it in Stash or Acorns, I, I put it somewhere that hopefully it will be making money for me because, you know, eventually I want to be able to do what I want when I want. I mean, that that's kind of the point of our show is do what I want when I want. Yeah, if we weren't Bucks and Brews, that would be the name of our show. Do what we want when we want to. Um See, and I, I like this. So every time Lightbright goes grocery shopping, they get, you know, 10 to $20 cash back and put it in the safe. Now, that's a great idea. You, <laughs> you brought this up to me the other day. So a huge idea. So share with me what you shared with me on text the other day. Sure. So, like, you know, something came up. Uh, I was reading through some comments about a, a financial thing. And uh, one person had mentioned, they said, you know, my, my husband and I do a, a grateful jar. Right. What do we we're, we're grateful to have jobs. So they take ten dollars each and every week they put ten dollars into that jar. And, you know, the comment went on to say, you know, that money has saved us later, you, you know, because we, we build it up. So they're, they're so thankful to have their job. And they every week they just keep piling it up, piling it up, piling it up. And, you know, when you don't keep track of something, you either tend to lose it or, you know, it, it for, it's forgotten about. So like. You know, when, when we talk about account, like bank accounts, right? We tell people to constantly check them, things like that. You know, know your finances. But I have no problem with a small amount of money like that, where it's constantly building, right? Like again, take fifty dollars and put it into savings, and tell you what, like, you know, set a date in your phone for six months and don't think about it. And then all of a sudden, you're going to look at it and go, "That's a huge chunk of money compared to fifty bucks," because your mind just thinks fifty bucks. Your mind doesn't think. Let's say 500, 5,000. Your mind doesn't mm-hmm. think that, right? All your mind thinks is 50 bucks. Like that's how we are created. That's how we're we're developed as people, right? Like, hey, if I work 40 hours, I get a paycheck. It's 400 bucks. Or yep. you know, so like I work, I get this, right? Like you don't think, hey, I don't work. I just keep putting money into here, and then it just all of a sudden it's a big chunk of money, right? And that, that's a big thing for me. Well, you know, and so I'm at that time of the year raises. Got a raise that'll be effective this paycheck I get on Friday. So I already know I can live off what I'm making. Yeah. So I have extra money now. Should I run right out and, you know, buy a new softball glove or should I reinvest that money in myself and pay myself first? Whether it goes, you know, I up my stash investment or I up my betterment 403B. Or, or my 403B yeah. or, you know, what should I do with that? And I, I know for me, like, so, you know, there's rumors that even though they say they're going to start cruising in a couple of months, that it might not actually happen until November now. Sure. And I have a cruise scheduled for October. 
And if I, you know, don't get to go on that, what am I going to do instead? Because I still, I, I still need to find a way to reward myself. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I'll have a credit for a future cruise and that's great, but I, I still need to set aside some extra money just in case that doesn't happen so that maybe, you know, we take a night and we go to Severus again and, you know, enjoy the, the room with the pool. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, I was, it's funny cause I love, I love, cause we just, we do, we think so much alike, but so different yeah. at times, but you know, I, I was just, I flipped a house and um, doing another one and stuff and people like, Oh, you know, what are you doing with it? And I was like, you know what I do? I, I just throw it all away. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I take a very small percent, right? And I either go buy a very nice beer. Mm-hmm. I took my wife out to dinner tonight, right? right. We, we went to Logan's. It was, you know, quick $40, $50 tab. Like, she got a drink, right? I mean, <laughs> like, we don't spoil ourselves huge. Um, but Eric buys new Speedos. Oh, dude, like, you know what? I mean, I do have a pool, and you're more than welcome to come on over and use it when I'm not there, so I don't have to mm-hmm. see you in that Speedo, brother. Um, <laughs> I say, but no, you know, I, I constantly, you know, and, and I do. I, I make sure I gift myself something nice because I did all that. Like, buying a house is stressful. Selling a house is stressful. Well, the entire thing is just stressful, and, I, and it's not just I do it for me. I do it for my wife because I know I put her through all of it, and I'm – sometimes not the nicest guy while dealing with it because I, I hear the same thing. I don't handle stress. I don't handle stress like an amazing person. It's just like, it happens. But I think that's why I'm successful, right? Because if something happens, like instantly attacked, right? I mean, I got, I got a phone call this morning or a text message. I woke up to at like four this morning. Hey, there's a leak under the sink. And so, you know, I got up uh, later this, you know, I, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't flooding. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't catastrophic. So I, I called my contractor and was like, I need you to go over here. I need you to fix this. And, you know, by 8.30 in the morning, he was over there fixing it. So, um, you know, I I never know what's going on with with the next thing. So I do. I'm, I'm a saver by, by nature, right? Yep. Um, you know, one other, I say, because we, we do, we talk about it with the kids, right, for the um, – for the jars for investing and things like that, you know, investing savings and um, gifting. But I really enjoy, I really enjoy teaching people. If we can change the mindset to, to pay yourself first, I, that's a really big thing for me because instant gratification, you'll, you'll know it that long-term, right? I mean, you look at old people, right? I mean, let's call them old people. I mean, you're, you're getting up there in age because you're a grandpa, but no, appreciate it. I mean, you know, you you look at you look at people who are retired and you know it seems like their stress for money isn't the same like mm-hmm. if they you know done the right thing so you know the people that didn't but like yeah hey I got to choose my retirement day I'm not working until I'm dead like yeah you know hey we go out to dinner we do normal things you know you don't or hey guess what those those are usually the people that you see going to buy the Corvette I mean yeah you yeah. see other people financing it but like you know they're, they're the ones with a smile on their face because they're driving the Corvette not the ones that are like yeah, the payment on this so you know like you can just hear it when people talk you know they're like yeah i worked my, worked my butt off to get here you know well see and I, I love what eric's saying is if he puts in five hours of overtime he sets two hours aside that's sure. fabulous yeah you know and, and again i mean I'm, I'm getting a raise i you know i have an idea of what it's going to be mm-hmm. but i know what i made before so i'll look at what i make after and i might take you know 
$10 and throw it into my budget. Yeah. But I'm going to take that other money and I'm going to throw it into something else because, you know, whether it's a vacation fund or whether it's, you know, into my investments, whatever it's going into, yeah. I want to be able to enjoy it because again, I, you know, that, that's what it is about paying yourself. It's something you can enjoy, whether it's, you know, into your investments. So maybe you can retire a little sooner or a little more comfortable when that time comes yeah. or whether it's, you know, going on a vacation. I, Nick is huge on vacations because he, you know, didn't get to take a lot when he was younger. So now he wants to vacation as much as possible. And, and who can really blame him? Eric went out and bought a Harley, you know. So, uh, so I'm sorry, it's going to break down, but um, I, I have a Honda VTX 1800. <coughs> Toot my own horn on that bad boy, you know. Uh, <laughs> just say, we'll, uh, we'll let you know with that middle finger emoji that we just got. Um, you know. <laughs> Problem is, is, I'll be the one on my bike actually going down the road with the middle finger in there. He'll still be fixing his the oil leak. No, um, I, I, you know, anybody that has a bike is better than the person that doesn't have a bike, right? And say, I do not have a bike. That's a fact. Say, um, you know, and and that's what I did was I did that with my raises, right? And we talked about that like during during our journey. It was, you know, I remember I got hired at ten bucks an hour and I was making it in life, right? Like I was doing plenty fine. And, you know, I got my $13 an hour raise, you know, pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, you know, and I, I didn't do anything with it. And then all of a sudden I had to kick myself in the butt and was like, hey, man, you were doing okay here. Like start investing, like start doing these things, start doing this. And, you know, every time I got a raise and come up to 25 bucks an hour, like, man, I, I was literally living off of 40% of my pay because 60% was getting invested in stuff. Like, yep. you know, I, I was the best thing. I just said it. I, I ran into my uncle at dinner, which was kind of funny. Tony? Um, no, Bob. Okay. Um, I don't know Bob. <laughs> say, and, uh, you know, I was like, you know, really, it was the best thing I ever did was, was, uh, invest in myself because I didn't get used to that income. Like I didn't, yes, losing my job sucks. Right. And it's always a life changing things for people, but I think you can get to the point of, um, you know, where it doesn't hit you so hard, right? Like you hear this all the time where it's like, oh yeah, I left my corporate job to go take a normal job because my corporate job was was ridiculous, you know, and it's like, if you have the opportunity to choose what you do in life, that's called success in my book, right? I mean, well, again, you know, my wife's a great example, because she, you know, worked jobs her whole life. And, you know, she got paid some good money, and she got paid not what she was worth, you know, depending on where she was at. And, you know, for her, it was always, she really wanted to not answer to somebody anymore. She got sick of that you know, hey, I need time off to go to a doctor's appointment. Is that okay? Because in all honesty, that's kind of bullshit. Yep. You know, and I, I've kind of lived my whole life that way. If I tell you I need the time off, I need the time off. It's not a request. Yeah. It's I won't be here. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Oh, and it's, you know, it's tough because there's people that take advantage of it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard because you know, your wife, we, we, she has a lot of medical, right? Yep. I mean, and so, what do you what do you do as an employer, right? Like, are you that employer that stands up and says, "Yeah, hey, take care of yourself because you actually care," or is it no? You got to be a company person, and it's, man, like, what kind of company do you want to be? And, and big corporations, they're like, "Nope, you don't have do you have time off? No, nope, no, nope, this." Um, I I think I think like to me, it that was one of the that was one of the stipulations about my new thing, right? Yeah. Like, what one of my stipulations was I get as much time off as I want they know that I'm not going to abuse it, but they also know that I am going to take time. Right? Like, I mean, I'm going away 
end of May, beginning of June, we probably won't do a podcast then. We'll have to get something in the Yeah, so that, that, that's a full, you know, that's a full week. Jar. We talked about it. I, I'm I'm going to take three weeks from my kids, uh, you know, 10 years old to go to Europe. That's kind of my goal right now. Like, so I'm going to be gone for three weeks, right? Like, will we do a podcast there? Hell yeah, with, you know, Eiffel Tower in the back. And then we'll Lean- find that guy in France that wants to come out. Heck yeah, Leaning Tower of Pisa. You know, I mean, I mean, I have a really awesome backdrop, so my wife will get all pissy, but um, I'll just, you know, send her to go that will, stuff. that will happen. That will happen. But, um, you know, it's just like South Dakota. <laughs> Say, oh, yeah, I got mountains in the background, right? To, to me, it's really fun. Um, so neither of you that are listening live with us on Podbean realize this, but Nick took a vacation over the summer to South Dakota, and literally when he got there, he went and did a podcast with me <laughs> and sent his wife and daughter away. Yeah. No, well, you know, I, I sent them to I sent them to the pool and to the splash pad and all that, and uh, they really they really enjoyed themselves. Um, I think you know one of the biggest things for me. I keep saying it. One of the biggest things is, is literally like try to train your mind to understand that your future can slowly get you know can slowly get built up, right? And you can make it better every single day the more you do now, right? Um, I think one of the biggest things is the fire movement, right? We talked yeah. about we talked about that episode. I mean, these people are investing seventy-five to ninety percent of their income. Sure, they're living at home with mommy and daddy and blah, blah blah. Good for them. Like honestly, take advantage of it because guess what? They're thirty, maybe forty years old, completely retired because you know they they got used to living off of you know ten thousand bucks a year type yeah. thing. And now all they need, you know, then they go buy a house and guess what? All they need is like 10,000 bucks. I mean, you know, like, yeah, okay. There's other people that are like me who's like, oh man, I want to see the world. And they're doing it for cheap, you know, and stuff like that. Like they'll, they'll still see the world. They'll still do things, but you know, they, they don't have fancy cars. They don't care about that type of a thing. Um, oh, I'm totally selling Amway. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, have I told you guys about the fastest way to make money? You have not, Nick. Oh, let me tell you. So you could get a big giant check that's dated 20 years ago. <laughs> by selling Amway. <laughs> Gosh. You can make Dick DeVos and whatever his ass Van Andel very, Jay, very rich. Jay Van Andel, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's uh, um, hard. And then Betsy can tell you how to run education into the ground. You know, people always tell you, right, oh, hard work and dedication, you'll do it. And it's like when you go to work and you get passed up for that promotion, you work your butt off, right? Or you feel, oh, yeah, but that one day you just sat around. Okay, we all have that one day. Now, think about it. If you set yourself for hard work and dedication, a.k.a. you invest in yourself by putting money away every month, doesn't that promotion is going to come. Why? Because guess what? Like you promoted yourself to, I, you know, I always said, I, I always said when I quit my job, I was going to call him with an eye problem, right? I, I don't see myself coming in anymore, right? Yep. <laughs> um, no. You know, it, it's one of those things, too. So we sit there and you look at jobs specifically. Mm-hmm. If you're getting paid a great amount of money, that that's awesome. Yep. But you have to know your worth and, and what makes you happy. Yep. So, you know, this is my, my job hasn't changed in the last, we'll say 15 years. 
And there were times that I absolutely loved my job and I loved who I worked for. And there were times I hated my job and who I worked for. And there were times that, you know, I had bosses that were basically pushing me the hell out of there. And I was willing to take a huge pay cut to go anywhere else. Anywhere. It didn't matter. Yep. And the job itself never changed. It's just that that change in leadership. And, you know, when you work for people that trust you and and actually care about you, it's yep. it's better than people that don't. So you know, there's that old adage that if you drop dead, they'll have your job posted before the obituary is posted. And that really is true because they look at you as a number. You you make them money. Oh, yeah. My number was 27462. I'm not going to lie to you. Correct. That's all Gentech seeing me as, right? I, you know, how you want to know how I knew this, right? When I got my demotion, I go to the production line. I have to introduce myself, blah, blah, blah. The day I get walked to get my $5 an hour decrease, the guy goes, hey, I'm John Smith, department manager. And I was like, cool. And I'm Nick. And, oh, how long you been? You know, and it has to figure out who I am, right? Like, yep. look, I've been here nine and a half years. My boss should have told you who I am, how long. Like, you have my – you can't even take two seconds to figure out who I am, right? Like, that's fine. You know, and say, there you'll always be a number. Like, I – I used to be the per like I am. I'm the person that fights for Walmart because I think they're a great corporation in their business mindset and the way that they do things. Like everybody has the opportunity to go to to go to China, Africa, whatever it is, and find these products and say, "Hey, look, I'll pay you for this massive amount, right?" And so, you know, but when it when it comes to employee treatment, I don't think that they're greatest, right? Like so. Oh, you mean because the majority of people on welfare work at Walmart? Yeah, it's weird. You know, I mean, sure, they've created jobs, but they've also taken other locals, right? I mean, um, you know, I, I'm I'm all about building business, no matter what business it is. And that's that, it's, sometimes it's tough to say that, right? Because, well, and we look at it, you know, you think Costco is hurting for money? No. And they pay their employees great. Their employees are very happy. Fantastic. I mean, you know, we, we did the episode on uh, – uh, Dan Price, right? And yeah. Pays pays employees fantastic. You know, they took pay cuts because they were invested in, you know. When they hit the pandemic, Gravity Payments had employees literally saying, I will work for free. Mm -hmm. Because they loved their jobs and their boss so much. Well, you know, there's the old saying, right? You don't leave a great job, you leave a bad, you, you, you leave, leave a, a bad, bad boss. Yep. Right? A bad manager or whatever, right? And so, um, at, at Gentex, when I had my manager, honestly, he was a great guy. He, I, I feel bad that he got fired. Um, I can't say he was the greatest boss in the aspect of the business side of things, or you know, and, and whatever. But like, like you said, when when I need time off, it was, hey, you know, I'd really like to go to my daughter's this, yeah, man, you know, and like he understood that I was there to work for the company and get the job done, but I wasn't there for the company, right? Like. You know, so that, hey, we need an employee. This guy's going to come and he's going to do his job and he's going to do it very well. But he also is doing bigger and better things. And, and he has the entrepreneur spirit. He's he's going to be a writer and he's an illustrator. And um, he's put out a bunch of books and stuff like that. We should have him on sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> say, uh, but when, when I when I look at it, right, like he wouldn't push for me to get any farther, right? And I always said, like, hey, Rex, wherever you go, I'll, I'll go because – I know that you have my back in this aspect. Like he always, he always understood that, Hey, I'm devoting as much as I, 
personally can slash want to because I know that this company tomorrow will fire me. And guess what? Right. It wasn't tomorrow, but it was nine and a half years later. So, so you know, this brings up a good point because, you know, being a varsity coach, I was an employer yep. in, in a lot of ways. And now being a varsity assistant, I'm an employee. So we're leaving the huddle today after the game. Yep. And Chris hired on another assistant. Okay. Okay. Former player at the school. Um, she graduated a year before his daughter. So, I mean, he never coached her at the school, but, you know, excellent ball player. She's been a JV coach for several years, got passed over for a varsity job, got pissed off about it, quit. Sure. Came to us because she wants to be a varsity coach. Yeah. And she felt that, you know, coaching with us would help her learn how to do that. Yeah. So her and I are walking together back to the dugout and, and I said, hey, great work today. And she goes, yeah, I didn't do anything. I'm like, yeah, you just don't see what you do. What? <laughs> we had this conversation. Yeah, and, and she's like, well, I, I don't really know what you mean. I'm like, listen, a year after he left me, you know, Marv ended up having to step down because he was taking care of his grandkids. I didn't have Nick anymore because, you know, he had a baby. I coached that entire season alone. I said, at one point, I had a kid get hit in the face with a bat gashed her lip open, bleeding all over the place. Her tooth's basically sticking through her lip because I'm alone and I, I don't have any help. Yeah. So anytime you have people that are willing to come and help, that's huge oh, because yeah. it's something else you don't have to do yourself. Being a head coach in any sport is a very lonely feeling. Oh yeah. Even when you have great assistance. I know. So like Chris said, a text to the two of us today here here's my lineup and i'm fighting hard for this one player that he's talking about maybe pulling i'm like you can't pull her yeah but base running wasn't good i'm like yeah i, I got that you can't pull her and he literally called me because he's having issues with this and i get it sure i'm like listen the kid doesn't know what she's doing she hasn't played enough softball to know She's just athletically gifted. And at the end of the day, I'm sitting there going, we can't have her discouraged because if she's discouraged, we're going to lose her. Yep. So instead, I need her in the lineup. I need her to at least do some things that are positive today. And if we can look back and say, hey, this was positive, hopefully, you know, it turns that corner of instead of playing afraid, she's, you know, more apt to just let that athleticism take over. Oh, yeah. But the fact that he has people that he can rely on, even though it is a lonely position to say, hey, this is how I feel, this is what I see, that's what you have to have. I don't want somebody as a coach agreeing with me because they just you know, want to say what I want to hear. Well, as you know, we, we, we did that plenty of times. Yeah. Right? I mean, we did because we're, we're not afraid to piss each other off and we're not afraid to give feelings. And that, you know, so we had a girl who was just, I mean, ridiculously fast, right? Yep. And, and David's like, oh, you know, hey, I want to I wanna try to do this. And I was like, I need her to understand that stealing is our fault. Ready? Send her. I don't care. That ball can be in the picture. You know, like, <laughs> right, go. Like, I, if she gets thrown out, I'll take it. And he's like, yeah, but we want that. No, no, go. Like, just just go. Like, if it gets tagged out, I was like, trust me, the opportunity that they're going to do this. And all right. Right. And this girl just books. Right. And boom. All of a sudden, down in the dirt, this ball is nowhere to be found. And we're like, go next one. Right? So she takes her time. And then just so much speed. Right. To third, all of a sudden, you're like. And then all of a sudden, every time she's like, 
I'm going, like, we only had her butt. This girl couldn't, I mean, she, she couldn't hit me. She's seen a ball, but like, she would just butt. Right? Everybody was terrified of her in the conference, too, because she was so freaking fast. If the ball hit the ground, she was a first. She was gone. It was just insane. And, you know, but the fact is, we had to have you learn it, right? And, um, we could we could teach you to pull a bat back. We can't we can't teach you to, to not be afraid. Um, let's say I think uh, you know I think when you when when you're talking about that sometimes sometimes you have to have people like you and I. Sometimes you have to have people that are there to trust in you to get yourself like to pay yourself that way, right? Yeah. I mean, pay yourself to be successful. And guess what? Once she did it once, right? She built that confidence. And the next time, and the next, and every time it just gets a little. And sure. Hopefully by like the fifth time you get thrown out, right? Or whatever, and you're like, Oh hey, I learned that I need to do it when this happens, right? You're gonna you're gonna teach yourself that, right? Well, you know, and when we were playing yesterday, this kid made several goofs on the base paths. Sure. And got yelled at a lot for it, which you know, that's gonna happen. As far as he's softball, that's gonna happen. So I pulled her aside today before the game and I said, Listen, if you're gonna screw up, screw up at hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Because if you screw up at 100 miles an hour, you're going to get yelled at a whole lot less than if you screw up at 15 miles an hour. Yep. Because what's going to happen is we're going to get pissed because you were indecisive. At one point, she got thrown out stealing second base because she took off like a bat out of hell. And halfway there, stopped. And then she took two steps back towards the first, and then she went to run to second, and she fell down. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yep. Well, that, that cost you the difference of nursing them in three instead of four. Well, it was yesterday, but still. Still, I mean, right? Like, those are the things. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think when what people forget is is that they don't they don't value themselves enough, right? People have self confidence. People have this. But it really does, to me, it comes back to instant gratification, right? Yeah. Because if you get something right here, right now, if you get that reward instantly, like you feel gratified, where if you're putting money away that you don't remember, you're not, you're not feeling it. Because, you know, I remember, I remember when I first started my 401k, like it was like, ah, it's a lot of money, you know, 100 and 200 bucks a week, whatever the heck it might be. And then, you know, years later, years later, all of a sudden I'm looking at a hundred grand and I'm like, holy shit balls. Like, you know, what happened? And you and I do it on our betterments. And it was like, Man, I've only invested, you know, let's say 400 bucks, and I got 480 sitting here. And I was like, I didn't do shit for four, for 80 bucks, you know. I say, like, well, you know, I think Vanessa's a great example when we talk about this. So for anybody that hasn't heard the episode, we've done two episodes with Vanessa talking about her debt. And the first time Vanessa and I talked, which was not recorded, I told her, I said, this is how I would attack your debt. And she came on to talk to Nick and I, and she's like, yeah, David told me to do this, but I did this instead. And Nick's like, oh, yeah, that's totally how I would do it. And basically what it was is I told her, you know, let's go for the instant gratification and pay off all the small stuff. Because yeah. I know how most people think. Most people need that instant gratification where, you know, they can see, hey, I, I had a success today. This got paid off. Whereas Vanessa is very much when it comes to gratification like Nick and I. Mm -hmm. She wants to see those bigger things pay off. And that makes her feel accomplished. So, you know, she took a huge bill, which was her Amazon credit card, and paid that off, which was, you know, I'm going to say about $5,000. And she got that paid off in, in less than six months. And she's still attacking the other debt that's out there. Yeah. No, and that's, 
And that, that's a big thing, right? Like we, we talk about that all the time. Like, Hey, I mean, everybody talks about getting rid of your credit card, that high interest. And you know, sometimes it's not that, but when you talk about building debt, right? I mean, that it's usually, I would say like credit cards are credit cards are usually used for instant gratification, mm-hmm. right? They are like, Hey, I want this. I want these clothes. I'm going on vacation. I need a new this where, you know, your savings. I mean, you just, you don't get the gratification until later when you look at it. You know, the people that um, kill me are the ones that have a savings mm-hmm. and, still have, and still have credit card debt yeah. because they need that comfort. Yes. They, they want to sit there and go, well, if something goes sideways, I have this money to pay for it. It already went sideways. Yeah. You, 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 have, you have debt. It's costing you 20% a month. Yep. And you're happy to pay, you know, that 20%. I'm not happy to pay that 20% a month. But, but they're comfortable, right? And it's, it's, that's one of the things you got to get out of your comfort zone because, you know, you weren't comfortable in that situation. That's why you made a bad decision. And so the more we can get you comfortable with it, like, and I, I try to do this with people all the time. I'm like, look, pick, pick a number that you're comfortable with. I'll never be comfortable. Okay. Well then, you know what? You need to start making right decisions right now. Otherwise, sad to say, there's not much we can do if you don't help yourself. So, I mean, even, you know, so I always bring things back to a sports analogy. Yeah, of course. So we're playing today and we score 11 in the first. Yeah. You know how comfortable I felt with an 11 to nothing lead? Yeah. Not. I'm worried that things are going to, yeah, we come from a school where 11 to nothing's like down by five. So, I mean, in all honesty, we're sitting there and I'm looking at the score going, okay, Picture, our pitchers are really good right now. Our defense is really good right now. We're hitting the ball well. 11 to nothing doesn't seem safe to me. Yeah. I mean, we got – I was telling Nick before we got on, on on the show here, you know, Mercy's 15 after three, and we're in the bottom of the fourth, and we get the first two runners on, and they're at the corners, nobody out. And the runner at first says to me, should I go? Is he going to give me the steal sign? And I'm like, wait for the steal sign. I said, but worst comes to worst, second pitch, I want you gone because I don't want the force out in second. Sure. And they decided to intentionally walk the hitter. Mind you, it brought up our best hitter who had already hit a home run and a double, yeah. who, you know, ended up walking the game off with a base hit yep. to score the, you know, final run. It, it wasn't a good move for them. Sure. But at the same time, we're sitting there and, and that – Honestly, when the bases were loaded with nobody out, was the first time I felt safe. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you know, you have to you have to feel that. But you know, um, so we're gonna we're gonna get back to your story real quick. But yeah. I want to touch base on this because Lightbright, a person that's listening to us on Podbean, just said, you know, we use our credit card for everything and then pay it off before the end of the month and the billing period and increase the credit score, right? So, um, and honestly, I, I think that's fantastic, right? Like we both agree upon that. Pay off your pay off your credit card. Credit credit cards can be a tool if you're using them smart. So my only my only question to you, since you know, um, what are you gonna do with that that credit score that you that you have? Like, what is your end game? Like, why you know, what is credit gonna give you? I mean, I have a really decent credit score, but like, I'm not fundable anymore without having the W two. I you know, like, to me, people can tell me, hey, I have a you know, a thousand credit score, <laughs> you know, or you know the way I, the the way I see it is seven seven forty and above, nothing changes in that range. Like, really, like I, bare minimum. If I have seven forty one, I'm the happiest man in the world. If I have eight twenty, I'm the happiest man in the world. Like, it doesn't matter to me. So, like, I guess what's your? We're going to buy a new house and property, right? So, yeah, that that's a great goal. Um, you know, and 
when you, you know, you're going to need a credit score for that, right? That's a huge thing. You, you, your husband works in the, in the prison system um, as a guard. And yeah, I say my neighbor, my neighbor actually uh, did that. And yeah, they, they build their pension for them and stuff like that. So, but back to the, back to the softball real quick, you know, you say you're not comfortable until this point, you're like, I'm not comfortable at 11 to nothing because I know who I am as a coach, right? Guess what? We're up by 11 to nothing. I'm playing gutsy. Like I'm taking kids out of the game. You're going to start learning, right? And, and and honestly, that's what we did. Because I went up to Chris after the first inning. We're up 11 to nothing. I said, all right, if we continue to do what we're doing, Lily in the catch up in the third. He goes, yes, absolutely. I'm like, all right. And he, he switched pitchers at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, you know, we need to see what people can do. It. And I'm fine with that. That's great. I mean, we were fairly comfortable. We knew that, you know, it'd be really tough to give up an 11 to nothing lead. It was 14 to nothing after two. Sure. We felt pretty safe. But at the same time, I come from a place where, you know, we were used to losing 23 to one. Yes. So, well, you know, and we'd keep it close for one or two. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, all of a sudden it was just gone. Wheels fall off and here we go. So you're, you're going to love this story. So Don and I both have Speedway credit cards. Of course. Because you get extra points. So Don gets a, goes to get gas on her Speedway credit card, which, mind you, she not only has a regular Speedway card, they have just approved her for a business credit card. Sure. So she hasn't even had it a month. She goes and swipes it. Decline. She swipes her personal one, declined. She's like, God, that's weird. She calls him. Oh, yeah, you have too many inquiries. We closed your account. She goes, you did what? We closed your account. We, we didn't feel you were credit worthy anymore. She goes, why wouldn't you just lower my available credit instead of closing the account? Because mind you, on her personal account, they gave her $6,600 to spend. Sure. And she's never had a bill over 300 and she pays it off in full every month. And she was pissed. Yeah. Because to me, that's asinine. To them, they felt they were making a good business decision. It's not. It was stupid because well, now she's just not spending money at Speedway anymore. Well, I mean, honestly, on their end, it's a great business decision, right? Because, I mean, they're just paying you points. They figured out your scam, quote unquote, right? I mean, yep. they're, they're just paying you points. They're not making any money off your interest unless the – There's a lot of that, yeah. You know, the, the Speedway have uh, the Speedway have um, yearly nope. fee. Right, yeah, so they, they made nothing off you. No, they right? make nothing off they of us. technically lost money. So to them, it didn't hurt anything. They're such a large corporation. True story. Now, you know, and yes, they did take the chance because, you know, I guess me, you can't do it with every person with how large of a corporation, but I would be going through and going, all right, how often did they buy something inside? Is it just strictly gas? Is that all they're doing? Like, if you bought something inside, that's worth money because they made the money. And we do buy stuff inside. Not anymore. Nope. It's like, you know, I'm going to Speedway after this, right? Because I have to get gas in my car. And, yeah, I'm going to do it for points, right? Um, and people give me crap all the time because, oh, you have a Costco membership. Why don't you go there? And gas is so much cheaper. And I'm like, first I get points and I get reimbursed for my fuel. Yep. Might so, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I... Well, you know, stuff like that is the way to pay yourself first, too, because we've always used the Speedway points to get Amazon gift cards. Yep. Now, I hate Amazon. I mean, they, they turned into Walmart for me. Because oh, man, they're probably worse than Walmart. Absolutely, because Bezos doesn't want to pay anything to his freaking employees. He's no longer him. He's still him. <laughs> so, you know, I, I will spend free money there all the time, but if I can spend my money somewhere else, I will spend it elsewhere because screw them. Yep. 
know, and it's, um, you know, we, we drink, right? That's what we do. We're, do we? I mean, once in a blue moon. I mean, we are bucks and brews. We are. And that's a, you know, it's a, it's a thing to be proud of, but, you know. As I drink my Sprite. So, yeah, fill the vodka. It's a, no, no, sir. Eric, no, we do not drink anymore, sir. as Nick pours a Bud Light. Hey, don't be jealous, all right? Um, you know, but, right, like, we, we do. Like, when we, when we get bonuses and things like that, we're going out to try new things. We're, we're constantly, constantly, you know, I mean, Aylbert is a huge thing, right? Like, we paid ourselves because we talked about it on here. Somebody found yep. us out. Yeah, this was your wife, right? Yeah. Yeah, like. David's wife is like, hey, you guys are doing great. Like, I got you a sponsor. And it's like, yeah. this is fantastic, right? So, like, we will pay ourselves in that that respect, right? I mean. Well, we've had a couple of awesome sponsors yeah. between them and Michigan Wine Michigan Company. Wine they're, company. they're like, hey, try our stuff. Talk yeah. about it on the podcast. And yeah, we're very happy to do that. It's like Michigan Wine, like, that was a great cider. Right? That was a great cider. The, the only problem with that is we want another bottle. Yeah, we, <laughs> say, we finished that very fast. Quickly. Yeah, I say, um, you know, but. It doesn't always have to be this luxury thing, right? Um, you know, <laughs> I bought a new car today. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Um, What's that about? I'm gonna flip it. <laughs> Say, you know, my my mom's neighbor. She had a, a. This is this is. She's an 06 Jeep Grand Cherokee, right? Yep. Um, she she just bought a brand new one, right? 2021. I don't care. She's in debt. Like, sure, I can talk to her about it and say whatever. And it's funny because I have the title, and she just paid it off March of 21. Okay, so this month. Like, literally. Yeah, wow. So just paid it it's off. still this month. Made her last payment or something, and then turned around and went and got a brand new one. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's not like, – I don't care. Like, it doesn't impact my life. She's not my wife. She's not anything. But she's like – my mom's like, hey, she wants to sell her – you know, it's got 100, 110,000 miles on it and wants you know, 1200 bucks. Pretty good deal. You know, blue books out at, you know, 35 to 4,500 bucks. Oh, yeah. All right. Like, consider it sold, right? <laughs> Say, um, should have the Harley paid off in 14 months. You know what? I think you should have that Harley paid off in seven months. And, uh, you know, then I'll be proud to ride with you. Okay. But if it's not a paid off Harley, that's going to break down. <laughs> Say, you know, um, you know, it, People have to realize that, like, on the way here, there was somebody hit a deer, right, with their with their car, and yep. I, I went around. But it's like, man, everything, like, all those things are replaceable, yep. you know. It, I don't know what your financial situation is, but if you don't have the money to replace it and you just have to go finance a car, you got to think about that situation that mm-hmm. you're getting yourself into. Uh, <laughs> say, wow. And you know what? Is it, I'm hoping you're saying, wow, that I'm pushing you to get seven months instead of 14 not uh not that i keep giving you crap about your harley is, is it a fat boy i mean tell me tell me it's at least a big harley not like a sportster well it's, i mean uh, eric's a decent sized guy i would i would assume it's all right street bob i'll give you some credit for that you know i say i it's, it's not a horrible bike no i just you know it's like i get talked crap all the time like when you're a honda guy right i mean just because harley guys will always talk crap and uh you know when you're when you're uh, it's just got to go both ways. 18, yeah, I say that's a, that was the worst thing. I think it was 2016. Harley started coming out with their 17. Harley came out with their first 1800, and I was like, man, now they can compete with 
behind us because the nearest one was like 1300 <laughs> you know, up until that point. So uh, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I'm okay with that. Size of motor. So, but yeah. So, you know, as we talk about paying yourself first. Yeah. I, I guess my thought is, you know, you, you have to have that goal. So, you know, while we're sitting here, obviously Eric had a goal of, I want to get a Harley. Yep. That's fantastic. Like, right. You know, she talked about, they set money aside for Christmas funds. Well, no, that was from her husband's money. The, the, right. the, the company. So now we have to get back to what they, I, we forgot to ask that question. Okay. What do you do with that 10 to $20? Like you said, you, you said you took 10 to 20 bucks and put it away every time you went grocery shopping. What are you doing with that money? That's our that's our next big question. Yeah, sitting in the safe. Yeah. What is that earmarked for? I mean, is that is that the down payment on the house that they're building their credit for? Like, I, I'm really excited for this. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's a say. We'll have to go take a ride. I'm excited for this. Say, well, I, I honestly, I've heard some of Eric's successes here. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to, to catching up with him. Yeah. And I think when we do our episode, we're doing a combined Bucks and Brews with Gumball Head. That'd be great. So he's going to go live, we're going to go live, and we're going to combine the episode. So I think that's going to be awesome. Double collabo. I'm excited about it. So, um, oh, you know, that's a big thank you. I mean, say, you know, we'll take a nominal fee, but <laughs> no, say. That's awesome, man. I'm very excited. So we we do it, and again, we love to celebrate those successes, and you know that that makes our day. Honestly, oh, this is I mean, the feedback we get from people is why we do this, and and it's you know we're not afraid to we're not afraid to celebrate other successes as our successes, right? Because we're hoping that what we teach people, we're hoping that what we do gets people to be motivated to do the next big thing. So. So Eric had said this earlier on here, so you know people obviously listening can't see it. Uh, so he wore his Bucks and Brews shirt to work the other day, and a coworker recognized it because the coworker listens, and yeah. that's that. Honestly, for us, that's just fantastic. I say you you see the message. I, I did. I did. And like instantly, I was like, that is fantastic. That is like the most amazing news I've heard. Like my, my like I, I grinned from ear to ear. I just. I bragged to my wife. I was like, this is great. Like, I don't know this person, right? Like, and I'm getting feedback. Like, this is this is fantastic for us. So I'm sending a shirt off in the next week. Okay. To a former player of ours. Okay. And this player who who does not live here anymore. So yep. you might know who it is. Ariana. It is Ariana. Yeah. Ariana now works for a credit card company. <laughs> and she she had posted this on Twitter. And I said, hey, you know, uh, your former coaches, they do a financial podcast you might have heard of. And she goes, yep, the first time I have some time off, we need to talk. Yep. So eventually we're going to have Ariana on. We're going to talk credit cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I – oh, man, Eric, that, like right there, dude. That's you, fantastic, man. You, you just touched my feelers. I'm not going to lie to you. So everybody at Eric's work listens when he's listening. Because he, he forces them to, maybe. I'm so proud of him. No, like, I am too. Hit me right in the feelings. So, uh, you know, and, and what we're hoping. Yeah, about, take back the Harley hate then. In fact, it's gone. I, you know, it's a, I, you know, the good thing is, is, you know, his, the people that are at his work that are listening to this, right? If we get any one of them to go up to Eric, to go up to, or, you know, or to start listening, and they, Eric's going to go, hey, listen to their 401k or listen to their invest in yourself. Like, man. 
if the next person in life starts a 401k earlier, I mean, or contributes know, a little extra money, right? Does something, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're, we're doing this. Um, what's, uh, what's the, what's the average age for, uh, starting investing in, in 401k. I'm going to just take a wild guess that it's like between 35 and 40. Um, you know, the answer is, uh, I'll say that actually it's, it's right about 25 years old, which is yeah huge. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd started at like 23, but again, I mean, is that investing or is that just saying, Hey, companies match and I'll just do this, even though it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah. And Cause I mean, that was me for the first 10 years. Well, and, and Eric just chimed in with 42 to take it serious. And I, I would agree with that because I started taking it serious in the last five years. Five years ago, I was, you know, 38 turning 39. Yeah. Well, and, the, and I remember that because um, I remember you telling me, uh, you know, I, I do the match and the match. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, what what else? And he, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. And it's like, and then David and I started talking. It's like, oh, hey. And then all of a sudden he gets stashed. And then he gets acorns. And it's like, all right. Like now I don't feel bad, but like I used to give you crap all the time because it's like, dude, I know what you're doing. Like I know, and and we talk about it. Oh hey, I spend all this money on cons and I do this. And my wife hates it, and I'm like, yeah, but are you really investing in yourself? Like are you, I'm not, I never never failed you or you know never never shunned you or, or yep. said you're dumb or anything. But like it's like, hey, you could be doing more better. You don't need it. Yeah, but I have this budget, and it's like, okay, but like let's take a look at your budget and figure out like. Dude, I'm telling you, like, and I kept telling him, like, you're going to, later in life, you're going to thank me, and you don't see it now, and yeah, yeah, no, and then, and like, honestly, his investments started, like, yeah, I, I really ramped up the investments, right, like, I mean, you know, even when I'm looking at my house payment, yeah, my goal is to pay it off in 10 years, it's yeah. a 15-year loan, yeah, um, I, I want to pay it off as soon as possible, Oh man, that's great. And, and Eric's contributing a, way more than I am to his 401k. Because I'm at six percent and True. he's at eight. Well, you know, I, I was in I was in uh when I when I was working, right? Like the amount of people that weren't investing were like a lot of my younger friends or whatever, and then the guys I was working. So I, I found one guy who you know, he sold his house so he had a crap ton of money and then made stupid financial decisions. I'm not lying, like Let's say you sold this house and profited $150,000. What do you think you bought? New car. Two of them. One for him and one of his wife. Both Lexuses. One for 70, one for 80,000 bucks. Turned around probably six months later. Took a fifteen dollars to $23,000, I don't remember, loss on it, right? Bought other cars type thing. Um, you know, took all that money and started. He's like, I got to reinvest. And then, you know, him and I just kept talking about finance. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm going to bump up my 401. Like, so that's how I ended up getting into the 25% of my 401k. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the Roth kind of happened. And I was like, this is what I'm living off. And like, it's funny because like, I, I was never afraid to show my paycheck because here, this is what the, you guys want to call me out. Like, this is straight up what it is. Like, I'm going to show you the total of my 401k. Yep. And I will show you how much money I, you know, and we were talking about it with another friend of mine about how my friends would say, hey, I got a $1,900 bonus. And I'm like, how the hell did you get a $1,900 bonus? I'm over here with like 1100 bucks. And I work just as much, if not more than you. And they're like, 
And then like it hit me. I was like, oh man, you guys don't invest anything. Like you should yeah. just take your money. And I'm like, oh, mine's mine's literally just invested, right? Nine hundred bucks. What was I gonna do? Like go spend nine hundred more more bucks on food and beer? Like <laughs> you know? So I, I don't miss it, right? I have to ask this question. Yeah, of course. Because I got yelled at by my wife last week. Of course. So I heard a little bit before we started recording last week about the uh, Nick's tenant blame the cops being called on Nick, but I never really got the story. And Dawn's mad because I never got the story. Not to take us on a tangent, but. Sure. Can you tell the story? Uh, I can. Um, so YouTube you might want to skip forward if you're not interested in my tenant stories and, and we'll hold that for half a second so eric has raised his fico score almost 200 points in a year that's huge good for you wait yeah in a year yeah yeah that's that is huge anyways go ahead all right so um we'll, we'll do the long story because we're long people we are i we get this tenant that's supposed to get evicted all right eviction diversion kind of causes some things so I, I say, hey, what's it going to take for you to get out? And all of a sudden they say, you give me half my security deposit back and I'll leave. Okay, so at this point, it's $267.50. So and I said, to be clear, if I show up with a check with $267.50, when can you be out? Tomorrow by noon. $267.50 will be there at noon tomorrow and all your stuff needs to be gone. Okay, so I show up, they're not ready. I come back at three because, you know, they only have, you know, great, three o'clock comes, we sign paperwork, we sign everything, give them their money. A couple days later, kind of goes by. And, uh, you know, they, they call, well, we didn't, we didn't know what we were signing, we didn't understand, we, you know, if you give us all of our security deposit back, we'll be happy. Well, you can't renegotiate after this, right. like, just so, sign paperwork. Yep. So, you know, they, they, they keep going back into the unit and stuff like that. So I have to call the police, right? Cops, cops come. And uh, I meet him out there on like a Sunday, right? Because, well, so I'm talking to the tenant. He's like, yeah, we're not leaving because rent's paid and this and that. And I was like, well, you signed a paper saying you're gone. I was like, and they're like, we're not leaving. I was like, so you're there right now. So I drive all the way out there. And uh, on a Sunday, meet a cop, you know, show them documents. They're like, all right, cool. Like, I don't care if you don't understand the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. Take it up with the court. You're officially gone. Uh, she goes, you want to push trespassing? And I was like, uh, no. You know, whatever. We'll get a warning. They turn around and, uh, like a dad, right? I start counting from 10, 9, 8, and they're not leaving. So, you know, the, the one lady's like, we're just going to come right back. And I was like, F it. Get him for trespassing. Cap goes, yep. Got to. So get trespassing. Um, I, I go I go to one of my contractor's houses real quick for about an hour because I figure, you know, they're going to come. So I drive right back. Guess who's sitting on the porch? So call the cops. Oh, God, good. I'm like, hey, you got trespassers. She comes. Guy gets guy gets arrested, right, because he's on the property. And she's explaining to him, you can't be here. You have this and you have options. So guy gets, a, guy gets walked to the cop car and he looks at me and goes, Thanks, Nick. I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, you're the, you're the one that can't listen and can't do whatever. So I get thanked for 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 having them arrested because they came back on my property and I did nothing wrong, right? Well, you're supposed to so, just let them squat there. Yeah, sure. 
you know, that's what the that's what the real people would do, the nice people in life. Yeah. You know, it's like who are they? It's like, <laughs> I haven't met any of those yet. Yeah, it's like nice, nice doesn't pay my bills. Um, True but, story. So go out, and I, I'm out there. I'm out there again for another thing, and uh, roll up to the same thing. Guess who's sitting on the porch? Yeah, so I call the cops, and I'm like, hey, I got a trespasser. You didn't like change the locks immediately. Lock, locks were changed. So oh, they were just sitting there. Yeah, this time I'm on the porch over. Oh, and I'm like, we got nowhere else to go. And I'm, so I, I get out of the car because you know he's not he's not a. I, I'm a big dude, and yeah, you know, he doesn't have any weapons or anything. I I know this. They're too poor to have a weapon. <laughs> so, um, and uh, so I, I get out, and I was like, Bob, let's call him Bob. Why do you keep doing this? Well, you know, I, I paid rent till the end of the month, and you know, I, uh, that's it. And I was like, "Yeah, but you signed a document. You know, you're going to jail. Why, like, why, why keep pushing it?" And uh, so, cop comes, they get, they take him away, and he, <laughs> and his words are, you know, I said, "You're going to jail." He goes, "Yeah, I don't care." And uh, he's like, "All right." Guess we're gonna do this again. And I was like, "This is ridiculous," you know. So like, you can't, can't keep it, right? And COVID, they just let him out right away because right. it's not a bad offense, right? So, yeah. And I went out there today. Actually, he's still there. Uh, they were walking towards it. I was, I was three minutes early from uh, having them beat to the spot, and I was like, "Come on, <laughs> this is ridiculous." So, um, yeah. You know, and I've told the tenants, I've told the tenants, I was like, hey, you know, make sure you don't, make sure you keep the doors locked and blah, blah. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. So it doesn't help that another one's getting evicted. So now, now they don't care. <laughs> so that is a problem. Yeah. But no, uh, you know, and as a human, right, I feel bad. As a human, I, I this, like, I, I care, I try too yep. much. But when it bites you in the butt so much, when it takes so much out of your business, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort, and you just keep getting screwed over. Like, there's no point in it. And people just think, oh, I instantly. And it's funny because, you know, the, the cops are there and like, hey, let's go and blah, blah, blah. And can we ask you a question? Every time. Of course, you can ask me any question you want, and I will answer it, right? Like, because I want you – because inside of me, it makes me feel good, and that's the problem is I need to worry about me as well. Like, why, why, why are you, why is this? Well, because you signed this, like, because you stated, you stated exactly what you want. I didn't put a price. I asked you what you wanted. You were very happy at this point. Like, you know, you just wanted your next whatever, right? You know, on your next bottle, you wanted anything. And so, you know, I, I want to make sure that everything I do is, is very honest, very clean, very, you know, true to who, to who I am and how I run a business. Mm -hmm. So, so, we're about an hour in now. Yeah, I know for myself, when I'm looking at paying myself first, I'm looking at doing two things. One, I want to retire a little earlier. So I'm paying my investments so that hopefully that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Two, I'd like to, you know, get away. Yeah. I'd like to take a vacation or two. Because I haven't done that much in the last, you know, 20 years and and you know it's time i'm 43 it's time to start traveling a little more again yep so with you paying yourself first what, what are you looking for um to be able to do what i want when i want like right I and mean, that's that's a big key um and i want to live a life 
with uh, minimal regrets, right? I mean, there's always going to be stuff in this world that you do mm-hmm. that you wish you didn't. I mean, no matter how hard you try, there's always going to be that thing, right? You didn't handle the situation the way you wanted. So, um, you know, I, I want to make sure that my kid understands that she can be better than me. I want, I want, I want life legacy, right? I mean, I don't need my name on a building to have it, but I want the legacy to be there. So that way, Hey, this is something that was built. This is how it is. This is how we hold ourselves. Well, I know, you know, people have asked Dawn her five-year goal and she keeps saying, you know, in five years, I'm not going to have 50. Yep. It's a very physical job. I don't know if I keep doing this. Yep. And I guess, you know, when I look at it in five years, it is a very physical job and I don't know if I can keep doing it either, but I'd still like to have it because I look at what it's doing right now. And I realize if we keep growing at the rate we're going, we're going to be able to employ more people and her and I will get to work less like Friday, you know, Friday, we took the night off. There you go. So I told Chris, I'm like, yeah, I got to jump by such and such time because I got to get to the business. And you know, Don's like, yeah, the girls are working the business tonight. We're not. There you go. And I mean, Nick, the two of us, we kept looking at the cameras, just to make sure things were good. I texted Jenna a few times. Everything ran smooth. It, it was a good night. We were like literally four minutes away. Sure. So if they needed us, they knew they could call. No big deal. But it's weird to walk away from your thing because, again, it's like having a baby. Oh, 100%. And we're always waiting for, you know, that customer that decides, you know, they want to be an idiot. Yeah. I mean, we had one call on Saturday. Calls on Saturday and says, are you guys still requiring masks? Don goes, yes, we are. Well, if you're going to require a mask, I'm not coming. And she goes, thank you. okay, well, we know. Thank you very much. And he's like, I think it's stupid that you require masks. Mind you, my wife at this time is looking this person up because they show up on caller ID who they are. And because she's my wife and she's learned passive aggressive nature from me, she goes, well, and I want you to know that I won't worry about the zero dollars you spent here in two years by not coming already. So if you can't wear a mask, I guess you'll keep spending zero dollars here. Sure. And I don't think he liked it, but shit happens. Yeah, we didn't ask what you liked. No. You know, I'm not going to let one person ruin everything I've ever built in my life. Correct. Um, You know, I, where you stand in mass, that's on you. Where, you know, I mean, this is a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably the most of all of us, like not anti-mask, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, but my wife, she's like, hey, you can get a COVID shot. And she keeps bugging my body and stuff like that. And I can get you in. And she texts me today, hey, just let you know uh, what she does. She kind of gave me some insight of the amount of and what age group of people like are, are there and stuff like that, right? Um, and so I was like, fine, I'll get my stupid COVID shot, right? Like, I don't like needles, but so I'm, I'm, I'm 7 a.m. tomorrow. I'm going to be out on 50 miles away getting my COVID shot. I don't even feel it. Which is fine. I mean, but the fact is, is right. Like, I don't care if you don't get it. Like, I don't care. I care about you as a person, but if you don't care about you as uh, you yourself to, to feel the way that's on you, man. Like, you know, and if you're the person that's so, so scared to go out, that's on you too. Like if you're afraid to live your life, if you're afraid of this, like, and, and I get the other side of things. Like I get, Oh, you know, I have, I have these things and, I, I, people need to respect my area, but I also understand that like 
as a person who's outgoing, as a person like this is some of the like some of the worst times of my life, right? Like, well, you're very social, very, like, and you want to go be social, very. And I enjoy. I mean, I'm a big dude. Let's let's be honest. But I enjoy physical. Like a handshake is the one of the biggest things for me. Like you will always see my buddies and I. I mean, you and I hug. Yep. I my buddy Travis and I, right? Like we seen each other Friday for bowling. We got to bully each other for the first time in years, right? Like we hug. Like that's what we do. Like physical connection. Handshakes are I will always say goodbye. I will say hello. That's how I live my the life. The game yesterday, Chris's dad came. Yeah. After the game, I walked right over to him. I gave him a hug. Yeah. We both had our masks on, but I gave him a hug. Yeah. You know, and he's not my dad, but in some ways he kind of is. I mean, you know, when Chris wanted to start coaching, he's the one that said, hey, go talk to David. He could probably use you. Yeah. And he set that whole thing up to get Chris to come coach with me. And I remember when we went up to play them your first year with me. Well, your only year with me. Yeah. He pulled me aside and he goes, I know you're not happy. I'm like, no, I, I'm miserable. He goes, you should just quit and come up here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really think I want to do that. And he hounded me every time I saw him. He's like, you should just quit and come up here. Yeah. And the minute I got fired, the question was, hey, are you going to come up here? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I, I really want to keep coaching. And again, I, I really only went up there because I felt like I owed him two years. Yeah. And I'm sitting there today coaching a game going, you know, they play like this. I could see myself back here next year because they can get it. They care. They, they have yeah. Care. I mean, they're trying to. I, I, I've told them since we started this. I need you loud. I need you engaged. I need you to care about the person next to you. Yep. And the entire time I'm out on the field, I don't feel like a hitter can hear me because the freaking bench is so loud. And I mean, you know, as well as I do, when we were at Godwin, we wanted those girls to be loud because, again, they only had us. Yeah, that's right. Whereas with, you know, we got to stand packed. Yeah. Troy sent me a message yesterday. He goes, what's it like having all the parents at a game? I'm like, kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> because they wanted, I, I don't want to talk. I don't know you. I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. Yep. And, well, yes, that's, that's, you know, I didn't want to talk to you, but I did, you know, but I will. Right. That's who I am. You're going to like what I have to say. So, I mean, you know, it's great. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword. But these kids are so excited because they're buying into the, the stuff I'm telling them. Yeah. You know, and Chris brought me in for culture. And, and my my thing to them constantly is I need you to care about each other. I need you to fight for each other. And, and I hear that and I see that. And that makes me feel good because, you know, what the person that got keys to the game yesterday, you want to know why they voted her keys to the game? Loudest. She was so loud and picking everybody up when they were down and just and mind you, she was our starting third baseman. Mm -hmm. She hit fourth in the lineup. She had good at bat. So it's not like she was, you know, the tenth player on the bench. Yep. She was a starter that was in the heart of the order, and everybody kept going back to man. She, I, you know, I did something stupid, and she really picked me up. I mean, she was there, and I'm sitting there going, "That's why." I want you to pick somebody for keys to the game because they did the things as a teammate that you need. Yep. No, and uh, you know, and uh, I don't know. We we talked about it because we we come from we come from a, an area where parents didn't show up, right? We come from the non-supported. We come from the very lower income. Yep. Right. I mean, you know, 
and and it's the people I usually get along with, right? Like the, the working class yep. family, and and uh, you know your your mom works one shift, your dad works a different shift. Like I mean, your parents are out there, start, and they're probably working ten hour days, right? So they have two hours that they might be able to see each other, and uh, but, you know <laughs> they're they're usually probably sleeping, right? Yep. I mean, that's just what it was. So uh, I think I think we always point back to you know that's why you pay yourself first, and like. The problem is, is these people that we were coaching, like they weren't paying themselves first. And, but the people that are, the people that are at, you know, where, where you coach now, I mean, you know, they're, they're, let's say better educated, not even just educated with schooling, but you know, money. I mean, they're a little bit better at it. Granted, they're the ones willing to finance a brand new bat. Yeah. They're the one, I mean, so can't say they're really better educated, but um, you know, there, there is some, it, it's so weird for me, right? Because I don't come from money. Okay. And my daughter goes to Jenison public schools. Okay. And so <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a movie night um, for, for my daughter and it was a drive-in movie. So everybody was in their car and social distance and stuff. And so I, I emailed the, the principal and I was like, Hey, if anybody needs $10 for the sponsor, like I'll cover every last person, no questions asked. Right. Okay. We'll see if we have any families that, you know, like there might be, you know, cause there are some like out of the, and I'm sitting here going, Nobody took me up on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, dude, if this would have been Godwin, like, yup, yup, yup. Like, yeah, you would have had a ton. Right. I, I would have been $300 out. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, but I would have been, you know, I, I wouldn't have said anything. Like, it was just all the back, whatever. And they would have enjoyed it. Like, and, and so it's so weird that this, and the school has, so we do, we do PTA meetings, right? And our, our amount of money that we have in reserves sickens me, right? Because I'm sitting here going, this, this is just crazy how much we have and we're fundraising for more and more and more and more. And, you know, we have to keep it going, but I'm like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not the, the richest person because I mean, there's some of the people I see out there and I, I know what they do for a living. And yep. I'm just like, one's a doctor. I, I, I know one guy's a doctor. I know one, you know, three lawyers, one's like the head of UPS, like just big time. And I'm just like, all right, yeah. So when it comes to money, I'm I'm the poor man. Like my daughter's the poor one, but we can still pay for it, right? You know, so it's just it's insane to me. Well, I mean, I, I look at the players I coached in the first, we'll say, four years of Godwin. Yeah. The parents I knew, I knew Caitlin Whitley's parents, both of them, because they came to everything. I knew Katie Klamster's parents, they came to everything. I yep. knew Jenny's parents because you know Mark coached with <laughs> these like yeah. and, and Sue came to everything. Yep. Um, I knew. Both the kids from Tri Unity's parents. Well, I knew April's dad. I didn't know her mom, and I knew both of Anne's parents because they came to everything. Yep. I mean, you know, they paid for their kids to go to school. They went to a Christian school. Of course. Um, Chloe's mom. I mean, I knew her dad too, but I, I didn't really like him, so we're yep. gonna we're gonna just say Chloe's mom, uh, Ariana's mom. Yep. I, I'm running out of people here. Oh, Deja's mom. I knew. Yep. I'm running out of people, Nick. Yeah. Oh, we're at like seven people. Yeah. Out of a, out of a roster of 13. I mean, yeah. A year. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, per year, right? So yeah, that's. And there might've been a few more that I knew that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Sure. That that's not a ton of people. Like I met Priscilla's mom once. Yeah. Well, we did, and I coached her for three years. We did meet uh, what's her face's mom and dad or stepdad. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we won't we won't mention her name. <laughs> Ashley's friend. Yeah, uh, so that was a fun day. Yeah, but no, it's 
it, it's surprising like how much you know and, but the problem is is when you always see you know, when you always see the kids get picked up yep um i knew the one girl's dad because i actually bowled with her and stuff like that but you know when you look at it it's like and he shows up to bowling and and new bowling balls and new stuff yeah. and it's just like never showed up to a kid's game right you know and then that's fine however you want to support and i'm not going to tell you i'm a parent but man like the financial decisions that you're making and the and the way that you're teaching your kid finances to me it's like man I have 18 years from the day my daughter's born till she graduates, theoretically, right? If she goes to college, if she gets married, if she, like yeah. I only have 18 years to save money for an expense that I can change their life. Well, you know, you know as well as I do, looking at it, I, I can count on one hand the number of softball games and bowling meets I missed in Kalen's. Yeah, on one hand I can count combined. Yeah, I. I have one, I have one gymnastics that I, it was just, you know, I mean, she practices like once a week and I've missed one, right? And my daughter's five. Yeah. I mean, she started when she was uh, probably three. And, uh, you know, I, I think I was, it's, oh, it's because I, I probably missed two now. Be, be, yeah, no, just one because last year's nationals got canceled. Yeah. So I've missed one. And I do. I'm, and it's just, it, but if it was rehearsal, I would be a big toss up for me, a recital. Sorry, not rehearsal. If it was recital, like, It'd be a hard thing for me to like. I'd probably fly home from nationals just just for that day, then fly right back. Like, um, but the opportunity to do that comes from the decisions I've made to pay yep. myself first, right? And, and that's the important thing. If you're doing things the way you need to be doing them, paying yep. yourself first, yep. you you have those opportunities. And you know, coaching that lower economic area of Godwin, yep. most of those people don't feel they have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, but that's when you know you have to find extra ways maybe to do something or extra things to cut. You know, Mike sitting on here a few weeks ago going, "Yeah, I got extra time because I don't have my kids every other weekend. I'm gonna go do DoorDash, and that gives me extra money to invest." Well, and that's like, I don't, I don't. I mean, when you look at the, I mean, divorce happens, right? Yeah. And so, like, we had so many kids where their parents were divorced, and you know we know that the other parent wasn't out working, right? Yep. I mean, you know, um, there, there's so many things that you can do to better your life. And we just hope that you take that opportunity, right? I mean, that's that's really what our whole podcast is about, is you got to find ways to better your life. And, yep. and unfortunately, a lot of that is through finances. You know, people don't know what to do and they don't want to talk money. Sure. I, there are plenty of people that I could impact if they would just take the time to sit down and talk money with me, but they're afraid to do it because they feel embarrassed. Oh yeah. Well, and people, people say money can't buy you happiness and I don't think it can buy you pure happiness, but I sure think it can stop your stress. Well, that's just it. It buys you peace of mind. Right. 100%. Like, if you don't have to sit there and worry about where your next meal comes from, or if you can make your mortgage or if the heat's going to stay on, yep. that's peace of mind. And, and honestly, that, that's, that's happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many, and, and if you have kids, right? Like how many of the kids, Oh, my dad has to wait till Friday so I can get my physical. Yep. You know, I mean, we heard that so many times, right? Just, I had it with, with the kids I coach, right? I mean, I come from, it was weird at Potter's house, right? I mean, you had, I mean, filthy rich, yep. like stupid. And dirt poor. And you had dirt poor. There, there was really no in between. Yep. I mean, I, it, was, it blew my mind. Like, you know, and, and it's funny because the filthy rich ones, their parents were there, right? Like they're in, and the, the dirt poor, like coach, can I get a ride? 
yeah, sure. Like hop on in. Like, <laughs> I mean, so, um, and, and it's, I'm not blaming anybody for, for going out and working, you know, your jobs and doing all that, but you know, Oh, Hey, I have to stay here and do this or nah, you know what? Like, I, I just, I find that to be something that that's what I work for, right? I work to make sure that my kid doesn't have to worry about those types of things. Well, like, I guess, you know, as we're starting to wrap up here a little bit, if you can take anything from this episode, go find yourself a jar. Yeah. And, you know, find $5 in your budget. Yep. Throw it in the jar every week. It's, it's 20 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, 20, 22, 21, 50, 21, 25. Yeah. And, you <laughs> so, know, <laughs> when you have those extra weeks. Yep. But, you know, I mean, because at the end of at the end of the year, right, that that jar is going to be that jar is going to be full. I mean, end of a year. So, I mean, people always talk about like New Year, New Year, New Year. Me. And so it's like, man, if we could just teach people on these New Year's to like start by Christmas time, guess what? You're not going to worry about. You're not going to. Yeah. You're not going to worry about the money for Christmas. Buying your kids. Like, and that was I mean, I remember I remember when I bought I was 14 when I bought my first ever. Christmas presents for my family out of my money and man, like sure. I budget stop budget shop, but like, and that's why like, to me, like I hate, I hate list. I mean, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Like my, my, my in-laws are the complete opposite, right? They're like, this is my list. This is what I want. I'm like, no, nah, that's what you want. You, you can go buy that. I was like, I want to know who you are. I want to get you something that I know you will like. And my wife's like, let's get him something off the list. And I'm like, Nope, Nope. That, that, that's not me. Like, this is who I think you are, right? <laughs> like, um, and so I think the biggest thing for me is to understand that hard money, hard hard earned money, can be easy earned money later in life. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Just set it, set it for, set it and forget it. Right? We talk about that all the time. Like, you know, that that, that instant crackpot or instant whatever. Set it and forget it. Um, well, you know, one of my favorite troops that we didn't get to do last year, but yep. we, we tend to do every year is the JCs take underprivileged kids and they have a budget Yep. and they go shopping with a superhero or star Wars character to buy presents for their family. Yeah. And they have to stick to that budget. Now, mind you, they'll get us there to do this and they think they can just send us and we can write things down and see stuff. And we have to remind them because they'll usually have sports teams there too. You better send us with somebody that can see because I can't see to write or walk or really do anything. Sure. So, but, you know, just being there and seeing the looks on these kids' faces when they get to pick out a present for mom or a present for dad is, it, it's priceless because that's something they don't get to do often because their parents don't have the money to give them to say, hey, go shopping. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, everybody that's joining us on Podbean right now, uh, I say, Chris, I, I really appreciate the heart, the like, the love, the, the everything you guys give us. Um, you know, it's it's really important to us to to get feedback, right? When you guys when you guys interact with us via chat, via likes, hearts, I mean, it tells us that what we're talking about means something to you just as much as it does to us. Yeah, reach out to us on Twitter, reach out to us on Facebook, reach out to our email. Yeah. Our email is bucksandbrewsllc at gmail.com. Yeah, so. we're, you know, we're on social media. Find us there. You know, we do this. We try to do this every Tuesday. It might switch to Wednesdays here during the softball season because Tuesday's doubleheader night. Is it? It is. Say, yeah, so, I, I mean, we, we may come on some different days. We're hoping to do maybe two episodes on Sunday if we can work that out. We're gonna hope. We're gonna hope. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, 
you know, Nick, Nick's going to hit with our normal. Let's say, you know, guys, as always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, wear the T-shirts because that that's awesome because when we get the feedback, that's great. You know, it's really cool to see yourself on your shirt. Um, it is. We, we appreciate everything. Find us on any podcast that you listen to. Find us on social media. Uh, we're still two young guys that uh, can reach out to you pretty quickly and, and yep. answer questions right away. And if you want to hear about something specific, throw it out there because we definitely want to talk about what you guys want to hear. Shout out to Aylbird for sponsoring us again this week um, yeah. with, with their fantastic beer. Nick went to his old standby when that was gone of the uh, Bud Light. I went to Saga Tuck Brewing's Neapolitan Milk Stout because that's delicious. Um, yeah. Say so some, some upcoming episodes that we're going to work on. Um, we're going to get back into our duck talks with uh, Eric and Gary. That's going to be great. Yeah, I see. Um, we're going to talk to a young man who, I, I mean, I've been hyping this for a while, that spent a lot of stupid money last year, and now he's yeah. he's got a plan to get better. And he's young, and so, like, we're going to start him up. Like, it's I can't wait for, you know, and we're going to be dead in 80 years, but, like, can't wait for him to, like, be 60 and talk about, hey, I listened to this, and this is what changes it around, right? We're going to have former player on, Ashley. She's going to, you know, go through what her finances look like and whether it would be smarter to save up for a better car or to move out. Yep. Kind of weigh those out with her. We're going to say, I think we're going to interview myself because uh, we had some requests about my last real estate transaction yep. because that was really new to me. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about – I think we're going to do a few more real estate things uh, here soon. We're going to get into a few more kids episodes that, you know, the kids episodes, we absolutely love doing that. <laughs> uh, Pops and Pennies is uh, is our name for that one. Uh, we always go by Bucks and Brews until the kid gets to social media. Yep. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of great things coming up, you know, we're, and we're always looking for that, for that hot trend. We try to, we try to be cool and hip, hip to the jive, bro. <laughs> I, hey, we did a meme stock episode right after GameStop hit. Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll go and do our research. You know, it's yeah. it's fun for us because we love talking money. So yeah. So uh, I say, if you guys need some bucks and Bruce swag, uh, reach out to us. We'll let you know um, how we can get it to you as yep. quick as possible. Magnets, stickers, all the fun stuff in life, and uh, make you know buy some t-shirts. That way, we can make another t-shirt order. Yeah, we do have to make another t-shirt order here real soon because. Uh, we're down the, to two sizes. The, the big guys, the big guys are, are begging for it. So. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us, everybody, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll talk to you again on Sunday, and if not, uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, I say, and I'm I'm excited for another another uh, sports episode. Yes, we we definitely need to do that. And the professor said anytime we want to talk America's greatest game, hit him up because he would love to talk more baseball. Yeah. So take care, everyone. Thank. Thanks for joining us guys and we'll uh, we'll see you next time.